KMTT, Ki Mitzion Tetzay Torah, welcome back. And today is Wednesday, and in this summer's man, the Wednesday share will be given by Harav Moshe Tarragon, a share on ethical character, Midot, ethical attributes and character, Harav Moshe Tarragon. When Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato published the Sefer, the Mesil Sisharim, he based the structure of the Sefer upon a statement of Rav Pinchas ben Yair, cited by a Gemara in Avodah it's referenced in a Mishnah in Sota. Um, Rav Pinchas ben Yair listed all the traits, and he didn't just list the traits necessary or crucial towards religious consciousness, towards a full religious identity, but he sequenced them. One trait yields a second, which yields a third, which yields a fourth. So the Mesil Sisharim structured his Sefer, Moshe Chaim Lutzato structured his Sefer, based on that hierarchy, that ladder-like structure of working on one trait at a time and hoping that one trait's success will yield or prompt the development and the awareness of a subsequent or second trait. <coughs> Very early in that list of Rapinchas ben Yair appears the trait of Zrizus. The exact statement, Mikan Amr Rapinchas ben Yair, Tara Mivi'ale de Zahirus, Zahirus Mivi'ale de Zrizus, Zrizus Mivi'ale de Nikios, and then the final traits um, comprise the end of this list. So the trait of Zrizos appears relatively early in the list, the trait of energy, of work ethic, of expeditious, in, industrious type of response to religious opportunities and responsibilities. And it would appear from this list as if Zrizos, a work ethic, energy, is not just a trait amongst traits, but it's a forerunner, it's a... It's a um, early trait, and as such, serves as a portal or a facilitator of several subsequent traits. And indeed, not just physical um, expenditure or physical investment, but just the willingness and the ability to take one challenges, to engage in transformative opportunities and in religion in general in a spirited and energetic and enthusiastic fashion, is certainly a trait which is is vital or necessary towards the successful achievement of all sorts of other religious traits. So viewing Zrizos as not just a mida, not just a character aspect or character feature, but as a character feature which itself facilitates and enables other character features is uh, certainly something which is latent within Rav Pinchas ben Yair's list of Zahirus mevi lidei Zrizos, Zrizos mevi lidei Nikios, and that's why the trade of Zrizos, of course, figures so early in the Mesil Sisharim's um, leveling of character traits. The trade of Zrizos, of energy and vigor in Avodah Hashem, and in experience in general, not just in the, so to speak, limited field of ritual and religious opportunity, but in general human behavior. Zrizus is experienced at many different levels or in many different layers of the human condition. There is an aspect of Zrizus in the immediate sense, um, a certain task, a certain responsibility, a certain opportunity. How actively, with what alacrity, do we engage in that task? How quickly and expeditiously do we finish that task? So there's a microcosmic or a more limited daily or weekly Zrizos, engaging in activities in industrious and expeditious fashion with vigor and with energy. 
But beyond the more limited form of zrisus, there's more of a lifelong zrisus, of a work ethic, of engaging and pursuing um, meaningful opportunities in a sustained um, career-like fashion, not career in the professional sense, but as research that produces longevity and long-term performance. Um, the Mishnah in Avos alludes to this, Al Tomar, Eshne, a person shouldn't reason. It's a mission in Avos, Perak Beis. I'll, I'll wait to learn until I get older. I have time now when I'm young to pursue all sorts of other interests and vistas, and when I grow a little older, I'll turn my attention towards more serious religious observance and more serious religious performance. So Chazal already sensed, and it's a natural it's a natural temptation in the human mind when you're young and vigorous and full of energy and curiosity to sort of steer that interest towards non-religious and non-religious performances, non-religious experiences, and then once a person grows older and some of those curiosities and hormones die down, to expect that religion will experience an awakening. So Chazal warned against this, um, and then shouldn't reason, well, I'll wait till I get older to direct my resources to Torah and to religion, because that may never happen for all sorts of behavioral reasons. Um, there are two psukim which speak about this lifelong form of zrizus. Um, of course, they don't speak about zrizus per se, and there are psukim which don't talk primarily about religion but which were interpreted by Chazal as references to lifelong, sustained, consistent, interested effort in Avodah Hashem, um, rather than pockets and episodic involvement in religious experience. One is a Pasuk in Mishlei, and one is a Pasuk in Kohelas, both authored by Shlomo. I'll start with the Pasuk in Kohelas, Perak Yud Aleph, in which Shlomo speaks about morning and evening, so in Parakut Aleph, Shlomo enjoins or exhorts us to be industrious both in the morning and the evening. He offers practical response. A person may not know which performance or which investment will ultimately yield dividends and uh, interest. The context of Shlomo HaMelech's statement, of course, is an agricultural context. In the morning, plant your seeds. In the evening or in the afternoon, don't desist or don't withdraw from investment and from labor. But Chazal already saw this agricultural context as a mere metaphor for broader behavioral, um, existential investments, and some of them religious per se, and some of them just general human virtue. Uh, there's a very interesting passage in Avos to Rebbe Nasan in Paragimel. Rebbe Dustoy, Rebbe Yanai took this literally about planting. Rebbe Yishmael said, Im lamadata tara if you study Torah when you're young, al tomar eni lomed beziknuti, el lamotara ki encha yodea isa yikasher. Um, Rebbe Yeshua speaks about not studying Torah, but bearing children, a person who has children when they're young, should not withdraw or refrain from having children at later stages, assuming they have the ample resources available to bear multiple children, to bear large families. Um, later, uh, later Tana saw this as a reference to tzedakah, to charity, to generosity, to Nedivos Halev, 
in many respects, this statement of Chazal, or this gloss of Chazal to the Pasuk in Kohelas, is a complement or a completion of the mission Perkyavus. The mission Perkyavus spoke about someone who delayed religious interest till later in life and warned about the dangers of that delay. This Pasuk, in Chazal's interpretation, speaks of the inverse situation a person who engaged at an early stage in vigorous religious success and sort of withdrew or um, um, deceased religious interest, assuming that his efforts were sufficient. And Shlomo Melech himself warns against this on a practical level, because perhaps your initial efforts won't bear successful fruit and successful um, results. Um, one could question, or one can add, that the importance, the significance, the value of sustained religious behavior, of Zrizos in the performance of religion, is not just practically who knows which efforts will bear fruit, but just the ethic itself of sustained, consistent, expeditious religious attendance. Hopefully both will bear fruit, and even if a person knew that his initial efforts would bear fruit, his secondary efforts could bear more fruit and produce greater and additional religious result. Um, Chazal speak about a coin which was minted in the days of Avraham and Sarah, and the coin had on one side a picture of an elderly person, an elderly man and woman, on the other side a picture of a young, sprite, and vigorous and energetic man and, and his wife and another girl. And this was meant to typify, this was meant to symbolize Avraham and Sarah, who though they were old, experienced a rejuvenation, a biological rejuvenation, but a biological rejuvenation which was prompted by a psychological and religious awakening to bear children at a later and a very advanced stage in their lives. So Zerizos is not limited to the particular context of facing a task and performing it expeditiously, but there's a certain lifelong, broader, panoramic form of Zerizos, which Shlomo alludes to in Kohelas Parakut Aleph. He also alludes to it in an interesting Pasuk in Mishle. Now, Mishle... Um, Mishle mentions or speaks about the dangers of laziness and the importance of zrizus, of vigor, 11 or 12 times. This is obviously a, a major theme for Shlomo HaMelech. And at one stage in Perak Chaf, so Shlomo is concerned about the delaying tax tactics, the listlessness and the Flaccidity of a lazy person. Mechoref atzel lo yacharosh. In the winter, a lazy person won't plow. Vishaal bakatsir ve'ayin. And at later stages, during the moment of the seasons of harvest, he'll search for produce, and of course it won't be available. So if you don't plow and work, no fruits will be born, and no harvest can be performed. Now, here Shlomo speaks not in... Um, time frames of day and night, but in seasons of harvest and of plowing, of different agricultural phases. In that respect, he employs a very similar metaphor to the Pasuk in Kohelas of Babokiz or Azarecha. Chazal also saw in these alluded to seasons a reference to the seasons of a person's life, plowing referring to an early stage, and Harvesting, referring to a subsequent stage, or several midrashim. One is in Medrash Rabbah of Devarim, one is in Yaakov Shemoni, but a person who 
um, studies Torah at a younger age and then departs or abandons Torah, um, so that person will turn around expecting a return to Torah, and that expected return may not ultimately eventualize once Torah has been abandoned. So Zerizus is layered, and it's layered on the one hand, as I just discussed, between the immediate sense and between more of a lifelong framework and context of Zerizus mentioned by these two psukim in Kohelas, Parakut Aleph, and in Mishle Parakhaf. But there's also a second layering. A difference between Zerizus as expressed by responding, launching, initiating responsibilities, religious demands, obligations, opportunities, uh, general uh, endeavors, and not just the Zerizus, the vigor, the expeditious ability to launch something vigorously, but the manner of concluding a certain process and sustaining that level of interest and energy. Some people are good beginners. They start projects, but they lose their interest, they lose their stamina, they lose their vigor as the process, as a complex process demands more and more from the, from more and more energies and more and more human imagination. Um, this is alluded to in Tupsuk, in this type of Zerisus. One Pasuk is a Pasuk in the Torah, Pasuk in Dvarim Paraches, in which Moshe demands, Kol ha-mitzvah asher anochi mitzvah hayom so the overall message of this Pasuk is one which is repeated often enough in Sefer Devarim. Now mitzvahs are not just a religious and ritual demand of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but are your warrant for entry into Eretz Yisrael. But Chazal were sensitive to the employment of the phrase kol ha-mitzvah. Sadavar Acher, the Medrash Tanchuma writes in Parshas Ekev, Simen Vav, Kol HaMitzvah, Im Hischalta BaMitzvah, Havei Gomer Eskula. person who begins a mitzvah should try to conclude it, to finish it. Am Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Mishem Maschil BaMitzvah, V'Acherechein BaAcher V'Gomra, if a person begins a mitzvah and someone else concludes it, Nikreis Al Shem Gomra. That mitzvah could be called on, or that mitzvah is attributed to the person who ultimately finishes the mitzvah and um, sees it towards conclusion. The matter speaks about the burial of Yosef, and ironically, all of Moshe's efforts to bury Yosef's bones were, so to speak, unheralded and unacknowledged. Pasuk in Yoshua, Perich of Dalit, speaks about the Atzmos Yosef that were buried by the Jewish people, because ultimately Moshe was not able to conclude and to, um, to punctuate the finality of, Yo- of Yosef's burial. The matter speaks about Yehuda, who tried to delay the sale of Yosef, but experienced a bit of temerity or timidity. And um, at that point, he allowed Yosef to remain in the bar, even though perhaps his initial intentions were virtuous. And Mikan, um, the, the Medrash concludes... There are other Midrashim that speak in more um, warning or more uh, foreboding, forbidding terms about someone who starts a mitzvah and doesn't conclude it, uh, certain punishments, certain dangers that await him. But Moshe's employment of the word kalam mitzvah, the term kalam mitzvah, suggests not just starting something, but completing it. 
A uh, second Pasuk which alludes to this is again a Pasuk in Mishlei, in this case Parak Chavbeis, in which Shlomo Melech speaks about someone who's quick. Chazisa ish mahir b'melachtal lefnei melachim yisyatsev, yisyatsev ba'yisyatsev lefnei chashuchim. Have you witnessed Shlomo Melech sort of questions rhetorically a person who is quick and expeditious and industrious in his tasks? He will serve kings, he will serve royal and noble purposes. And there are several midrashim which attribute this phrase, this allusion, to various personalities within Tanakh who exhibited that quickness of activity, of labor. Whether it's Moshe Rabbeinu in um, calling plagues upon the Egyptians, in eliciting plagues, in the morning, every morning he got up, or Moshe Rabbeinu's work in building the Mishkan, or Moshe Rabbeinu's shepherding of the sheep, whether it's Shlomo HaMelech's construction of the Mishkan, Yosef HaTzadik's work ethic on display in Parshas Vayeshev, Daniel's work, in many of these cases, the secondary phrase of the Pasuk, ultimately emerged because of their work ethic, because of their quickness, they were able to serve not just metaphorically noble and royal purposes, but actually work on behalf of kings, whether it was Yosef and Daniel in the literal sense, or Moshe and Shlomo building a Mishkan for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or even Moshe challenging Pyro every morning, uh, early in the morning, with these demands. Truth is, to my knowledge, there are no Midrashim that attribute this to Avraham Avinu's episode in Parshas Vayera, but I don't think a Midrash has to attribute because Avraham Avinu's alacrity and quickness and energy is overtly displayed. In the beginning of Vayera, when Avraham witnesses not the Malachim, not the kings, but the Malachim, the angels, and he runs. Um, he, he almost uh, you know, not bullies them, but he hastens them into his house. Avraham um, El Saran. Once they're in his tent in his house, he quickly runs to Sarah. Vayomer Mahari Lushi You see a real flurry of activity, quick and without delay, without procrastination. Three times Vayimaher Mahari. Um, so this is a section of three or four psukim which has the phrase maher three times and the phrase rats twice. So Avraham would certainly epitomize Shlomo HaMelech's exhortation, Chazisa Ish Mahir B'Malachto. So not only is this resource a seminal or cardinal trait, but it layers itself into different contexts and compartments of the human experience, whether it's both immediate and long-term layering, or the layering between the ability to seize initiative and the ability to perform initiative with sustained interest and stamina and and persistence, tenacity. Um, There's a very interesting pasuk in Mishle, um, in which Shlomo HaMelech... Again, Shlomo Melech speaks about work ethic in Zrizus repeatedly in Mishlei. This is a series of psukim taken from Mishlei Perak Vav. Shlomo Melech states, Leich el nimala atzel, re'ei derecheha v'chacham, asher'in lakatsin shotera moshel, tachin bakayitz lachma, agra bakatsir ma'achala, ad masai atzel tishkav, masai takum mishnasecha. So many people are fascinated by watching and observing ants, ant colonies. Shlomo Melech himself is fascinated and directs our attention to the ant work ethic, the colony ethic displayed by ants, and in particular their industriousness, their diligence. 
Lech el nimala atzel. He, he challenges, he recommends that a lazy person consult or observe. Ants, ants have no policemen, ants have no leaders, and there's something almost instinctive within an ant that drives it to work hard and indefatigably. Um, there's some interesting allusions or concepts which are latent in this, not metaphor, but in this employment of ants as some sort of paradigm of a work ethic. Obviously, on the one hand, this is a general tendency in Chazal, that we can learn various traits from the animal kingdom. Certain traits can be derived from cats, from chickens. Um, Chazal are reminding us that these traits are not exclusively legislative, they're not exclusively religious, as if we need the Torah to, to demand these traits, but they're traits that are latent, that are nascent within the animal kingdom, within nature, and um, Torah is both Tov and Yashar. It's both a legislative norm, because the Kurdish Baruch Hu commanded it and expected it, but they're also inherent and innate within the human condition and within all of nature, and uh, we remind ourselves that Kurdish Baruch Hu's expectations are consistent, are synchronous with general good and general welfare. So there's a general tone whenever Chazal, or in this case Shlomo Melech, point to the animal kingdom, there's a implicit message about the inherent welfare of religious activity. Um, I think there's also a suggestion here that Zrizus is an acquired is an acquired taste, is an acquired trait, and although it may be difficult to initiate or to, to initially perform under conditions of Zerizos, it takes energy, it takes force, it takes commitment and, and strength of character, but ultimately, like every trait, but ter- certainly in Zerizos, you may not think so, you may think that Zerizos would demand constant initiative, constant effort, constant energy to combat the inherent laziness within the human condition, but it can be acquired and it can be converted into something which is instinctive, which is just natural, just as it's perfectly natural for ants. Of course, ants don't have, a, don't have the same barriers and the same um, obstacles that human beings face. But a person witnesses an ant, and it's perfectly natural for ants um, to display this type of work ethic and commitment. It's very reminiscent of a similar statement, a very similar statement of Rabbi Huda ben Tema. Mishnah Perkei Avos, Az Kanamer, Kal Kanesher, Ratz Katzvi, Gibor Kari, another reference to the animal kingdom, to the natural world, and the type of energy that some animals display, in this case in, in acquiring their food, presumably, in, in, in their chase. And our chase of Torah Mitzvot should be performed under similar f- levels of energy and enthusiasm. So the second... Um, the second message Shlomo conveys by comparing Zrizos or establishing the ant as a paradigm with the template of Zrizos is to remind us that it can be acquired. Uh, I think there's a third message implicit in this association between Zrizos and ants. Third message is something which Rabbeinu Yonah, in his commentary to Mishle, elaborates, and it's a fascinating notion. Much of laziness, much of listlessness and the inability to display energy is not just a physical reality, but a psychological process where a person has certain inborn fears and hesitations, concerns and anxieties, and they always factor into our inability either to begin a task or certainly to fulfill that task. 
And Zerizos is not just a physical capacity to, or to summon strength, but it's also to overcome fear. The Ben Yon has a very revelatory statement in which he associates Zerizos with Gevura, with courage, with strength of character, with uh, fearlessness, and Atzlanos, laziness, with pachad, with fear. And laziness and procrastination, procrastination which, procrastination which stems from um, all sorts of psychological inhibitions and timidity, that type of procrastination is certainly something which has its roots in the psychological realm. And this is clarified by a very interesting series of psukim, both in Mishlei Perich and in Mishlei Perich Are we from Mishlei Perich Amar Atzel. A lazy person will say, Shachal Badarach, a lion is in the streets, Ari Bein Arachavot. Other lions are in other streets, Hadelas Tisov Atzira, V'yatzel Amitaso. And Chazal, a Medrash in Devarim Rabbah, speak about the Atzel delivering all sorts of exclu- excuses and justifications for non-engagement, for his passivity. Amru liatzel, rabach bi'ir. You approach an Atzel and you inform him that his Rebbe is in the town, he should go study Torah, go learn Torah. I fear the lions in the street, and the lions here are metaphoric. So he's not just in the city, he's closer to you in your community. Now I'm afraid that the lions in the local streets. He's come to your house. He's closer to you, more proximate. While the lion may be waiting outside for me, and it's a psychologically stunning, something we know very well that we find all sorts of excuses to either avoid or, in some situations, to delay um, opportunities, challenges experiences, and of course religious demands because they frighten us. And Zrizos is not just achieved by summoning physical strength or willpower to engage, but somehow dealing with those fears and either denying those fears or being able to operate under the influence of those fears. Someone once said the courage is not the denial of fear, but the ability to operate under its influence to maintain that reality of fear, but not to be paralyzed by it. And by pointing to the animal kingdom, animals are bereft or devoid of any psychological component and liberated from those psychologically imposed fears. They're just able to function diligently and industriously without those barriers. So by highlighting ants in the case of Shlomo or lions and leopards and eagles and, and, and deers in the situation of Rabbi Huda, um, the Mishnah Avos, we may be witnessing a, um, a reinforcement of this notion which Shlomo HaMelech speaks about and which Chazal amplify, Amar Atzel Shachal Badarach, that somehow laziness is reinforced by fear and Zrizos demands the strength and the courage to overcome those psychological anxieties and to be able to perform diligently and efficiently. Um, there's a very interesting Rashi in the Gemara and Chulin which highlights a further aspect of Zrizus. The Gemara and Chulin has a question whether someone who is fed food by another should wash his hands. Quotes a situation of one Amara who fed another Amara, 
and the Amara who received the food didn't wash his hands. This is in Chul and Kovzayin, so presumably you don't have to wash your hands. So Amara says, well, um, you can't really prove anything. Rev Hamluna was the eater because um, Rev Hamluna was very careful. Umar assumes, well, he was careful, Mishrim desire of Alonaga. Rafuna probably was careful not to touch anything dirty or impure. That's why he didn't have to wash his hands when receiving food. But maybe others who receive food, even if they don't touch it, would have to wash their hands. So the Gemara debunks that proof. You can't prove anything from Rav Hamnuna. He was Zahir. And the Gemara retorts, Rav Hamnuna wasn't just a Zahir. Rav Hamnuna was a Zariz. Desirous. It wasn't just a Zahir and avoiding contact with impure items or maybe imp- avoiding contact with the food, knowing that his hands were impure, not touching food which was fed him by another. But he was superior. He was surpassing a Zahir. His trait of Zerizos surpassed the trait of Zahirus. And his Zerizos was realized by recognizing that he would eat, that someone would feed him, and washing his hands beforehand, not just being careful in the moment not to touch something impure, not to transfer that impurity to food, but sort of foreseeing and predicting, envisioning the future, recognizing the potential to be fed, and assuring that his hands were in a, a, uh, a clean state. Rashi has a very interesting comment. Rashi says, Zari is adif mi Zahir, Zerizus is superior to Zahirus. And Rashi explains, Zahir yodeh li Zahir, bishas maisa shelo yavro la mitzvah. A person who's careful, who's cautious, who is um, sensitive, is able to succeed under situations of duress and of religious peril and avoid averos and perform mitzvot. But Rashi claims a zariz is the roas hanolad umisakin atzmo shelo yavoli dekach. Someone who is able to anticipate and predict situations and, in this case, avoid the challenges to begin with. What's fascinating about this Gemara, at least the way Rashi amplifies it, is that Rashi associates a Zariz with someone who anticipates the future and plans for the future, rather than just allowing circumstances to evolve and then responding. As a person, an anticipator and an author of future scenarios, or he responds, and even if he responds successfully with the trade of Zerus, he hasn't attained the level, the supremacy of Zerus. This is a atypical, unnatural association. You don't typically associate vision and the ability to anticipate and predict the future with Zerus. Zerus is someone who's strong, who's vigorous, who's diligent, who ex- expedites his responsibilities, and yet Rashi speaks about vision and visionary prediction. I think it stems from the same notion. The in, inverse of Zerizos is Atzlanos, and Atzlanos isn't just laziness, but it's complacency. A person could be complacent when facing a particular task, could be paralyzed by the psychological anxiety I spoke about earlier. And a person can be complacent not just about particular challenges, but a person can be complacent about reality and sort of accept his reality and respond to it and respond quite successfully and quite adeptly to the reality at hand. Or a person can anticipate how reality will evolve, not just assuming. This is not a psychological, it's almost an existential thesis. And always think and reconsider and imagine how the future will change and how he wants to operate in that future, what challenges he'll face and what his needs will be. And that anticipatory planning 
is itself a form of mental zrizos. Not accepting reality and assuming it will remain the same and delaying your response until those conditions or variables change, but in not prompting change, but at least anticipating the types of changes and perhaps prompting them as well, but um, equipping yourself and adapting to realities that have yet to evolve and sort of summoning the mental and imaginative strength to consider those changes and transformations and already adapt even before they may have emerged. And perhaps this is, and Rashi himself alludes to it, and Chul doesn't allude to it, states it in Repinchas ben Yair's original association, Zerizos mevi lidei Zahirus, because Zerizos is a superior form of Zahirus. Zahirus is waiting for situations to evolve and responding to them, whereas Zerizos would be actually anticipating those situations and adapting accordingly before they develop. So, there are many different layers of Zerizos beyond the natural, commonplace references to Zerizos, whether it's the layering of Zerizos between an immediate and a lifelong Zerizos, between starting a project and actually continuing and completing it, the psychological atzalanos, which we would refer to as procrastination, which Shlomo HaMelech alludes to, Amar, Atzel, Shachal, Bachutz, Shachal, Ari, Barachavot. And finally, this Rashi and Hulin that reminds us that vision is itself a form of Zerisus.